Why, hello everyone. I'm Ashley. Hey, what's good, y'all? I'm Elston. And welcome to our podcast, Speaking, Speaking Our, our language. language. That was good. That was, that was, <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. But yo, Ash, tell them about the podcast. Okay, so we created this generational podcast to focus on uplifting black culture, building community, and honestly, creating a space for young people in their 20s to figure out life together. So with that said, let's just hop into the episode. Okay, let's do it. If you guys didn't tune in last week, you know, it was a solo episode of just me, which was super fun. Which you all loved. Yes. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And let us know if you want to hear more of that. But moving forward, we have, you know, the dynamic duo back together, thriving <laughs> together. All right. So, Elston, since you've been gone, how have Ooh, you been? Oh, I see what you're about to do. What's I see what you're new? about to do. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Tell the people. We got to check in. How are you? I'm feeling beautiful. Like I am, I'm doing well. Honestly, I started working out and that's something I have not done in a minute. Look, I've, hot I've boy done summer. some runs. I've, I've gone to the track. Like I'm really surprising myself. I'm like, wow, I got some, you know what I'm saying? I had to re-up on a lot of, you know, got some vitamins, some protein powder. Like it's about to be a whole, a whole new wave for me. So I'm, I'm excited for that. My fellowship started back. So, you know, we're doing a lot of data science and all that kind of stuff. Um, really about to get heavy into the projects. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. I'm doing great. I am in California right now, visiting family and just, you know, getting back to my roots, my hometown. <laughs> so I, I am great. Right when I landed, yes, or two days ago, I was like, oh, I miss California sun and the warm weather. So it feels good to be here. And yeah, no, I'm chilling, just trying to take everything one day at a time. I love that. I love that. I think that it's definitely in tandem with um, your your episode, right? Because you you've been flying out, doing you, just like <laughs> loving yourself and all your love languages. So that's that's really great for you. I love that for oh, you. Oh, thank you, thank you. You know, I try to live my best lavish life when I can. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I'm also super excited for this new series that we have. Like we took some time, really buckled down, curated something that we think that you all would really enjoy. Something that we all possibly hopefully all really need. We could all use some encouragement, but this new series, Invest in Yourself, Bet on Yourself, is really about talking to game changers and really seeing like, yo, what risks do they take? How do they work towards where they're at? What do they have to do? What kind of mindsets do they take on? And yeah, just really get kind of chopping up to get a behind the scenes look at how they're about to be legendary. So no more words to be said. This first guest is the flyest man out here you know what? You know, I'm, I'm just passing to him. Like when you hear his voice, and hear his name, you're gonna hear who he is, and he's gonna tell you. So, I'm in here, so. I appreciate the intro. Um, my name is Bami Alache. I'm a recent graduate um, of UCLA. Hey, um, fashion designer and co-founder of a creative collective called Command. I know, that's lit. That's lit. Like you, you, he says it so like. So nonchalantly, like, I do a lot of things and I'm really that guy, but I'm just being like, you know what I'm saying? So officially, yo, with all that's going on. So for the people that are listening and are, you know, are starting to get acquainted, tell them also like what you went to school for and like how that has kind of been. I don't get no check into your fashion. Or kind of just yeah, like, you, you know, don't check in. I don't, no oh, I don't get no check in. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> your check in. My fault. My fault. No, it's, it's good. Um, actually, let's, do let's do the check in. Let's do the check in. How right, are you feeling? Do, let's do the check in. I'm doing good. Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday. Um, 
This week's been good. I went to LA for a few days to do some production errands. The sun's out. And on my way back home to San Diego, um, I stopped by like this lookout um, close to like Camp Pendleton, like uh, San Clemente. And you know, I just like stretched my legs, took a deep breath. Um, it was right off the side of the, the beach. So, you know, like trying to be more present and, you know, just like, you know, taking the moment more. So it's been good this week. This week's been really good. Oh, I love to hear that. Oh, thanks. Would, would you consider yourself a person that's go, go, go and has a very hard time slowing down and being present? Yeah, I do. I've been working on being more present, like the latter half of quarantine. I think the first half I was like, yo, I got to be as productive as I can. I think especially when it comes to fashion, you're always thinking ahead mm-hmm. and you seldom have time to, you know, just enjoy the present and the moment because um, you're always thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? Even you might not have finished a project. You're thinking about the next project, you know? So that's something that I definitely struggle with, but I'm teaching myself that, you know, there, you have to take that time for yourself because the time isn't going to just come. You have to make it. No, that is really, really important and really valid. And I think it goes to a lot because I know you studied, you know, in the school of science. So that feels like a very rigorous, you know, lifestyle and just ways of living. And then you jumping into fashion, which is another industry that is really go, go, go. So I I do want to ask, as you're trying to be more present, how often are you reflecting on like where your passion started from and like, you know, your journey thus far? Like, can you give us a little insight into like where you started, where you first discovered your love for fashion? And then when you realized that, you know, you wanted to incorporate science into it, give, give, Just give us a rundown. Like, tell us how, how Bambi <laughs> became Bambi. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I, I think re- more recently, you know, as it approaches like a year out of graduation I've been more like reflective um and seeing like my journey and kind of like embracing you know my background and incorporating it into my work I graduated in 2020 with a bachelor's of science um in human biology and society um which is like kind of interdisciplinary sociology slash um like genetics so I've studied that for four years very hard science was doing research in a research lab almost all my four years of undergrad, um, studying like gene therapy. So like CRISPR, using lentiviruses to like edit genes for diseases, including sickle cell. So yeah, I spent, you know, a good part of, you know, my my early like post high school focused on, focus on science. And, you know, I've always had an interest in fashion ever since high school. I was, I was more so on the not not the behind the scenes, but like the post production stuff with like modeling. Um, I was I was modeling modeling a lot. End of high school, early early college. So I've always been like exposed to like apparel and different types of clothes, and like always took an interest in that. But I think like the more behind the scenes came as I progressed through school as like an upperclassman, started designing more second and third year with really simple stuff. Like I think everyone, a lot of designers start off printing t-shirts, you know, with an idea that they have. And, you know, that's, that's where I started too. So, you know, getting more involved in like the behind the scenes, how clothes are made um, really. And, you know, using that same like analytical approach of kind of, you know, thinking problem solving that I'm using in my research to approach a problem, a a very different problem um, 
in like, you know, making something that someone feels comfortable in, is happy to wear. And yeah, so that's like my background for undergrad. Started my art collective with five others. When was it? 2018. So like third year, my third year of college. And we've been going strong ever since, putting out different projects, including fashion-related projects, um, which is more on my end, but also some of the guys are into music. So they've been putting out music through the collective as well. So Fire music. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank hey, you. you know, for real, for real, like for those who don't know, that should know and are about to find out, like tell us like what is command? Like I know that's always a question like, yo, what is command? And then like also you told us a little bit about what, like what you all do as a collective, but also like what's your specific role? Like how do you like, I guess, command? Yeah. So command is, um, you know, an art collective um, of six of us, um, including myself, all specializing in like very different things, all related to the arts. So fashion, music, photography, videography, graphic design. We all specialize in very different things, but we come together as a group to provide like collaborative projects where we're doing a lot of stuff in-house and putting our resources together of like, okay, you know how to do this, you know how to do this, let's let's build a project around it. And we started in, like I said, in 2018. And my role, I'm fashion lead in command. So all the apparel that comes out of um, the collective is mostly designed by me. I, I partner with uh, my friend Brian, um, he does a lot of graphic design. So, you know, we work together in creating the apparel that comes out of command. So we try to put out about like four small capsules a year and have been doing that since we started and are now like working on very like bigger projects, um, like larger collections. Wow. No, that is that is so, so dope. And I think another question is and. I need to buy, you know, some merch because I'm behind the wave. And I don't know if it's because, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, I don't know it's if it's because, it's okay. I know, I know, I was going to say, just because, well, I kind of am a Bruin slightly, but I don't claim it that much. <laughs> what do um, you, you mean slightly? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in an interior design program, like the UCLA extension. So Got I'm it. kind of an extension. No, you're a Bruin. Until I complete, I don't know if I can. Cons- I will claim. Elson, can we claim her? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, top of course, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. The verdict is still out, so we're gonna. We gonna I gotta check out. in with Elson before we can before we can officially claim you. Hey, that's fine. I don't have to be claimed. I will go unclaimed and continue to claim U.S. Oh, you sound like a Trojan. I'm just- <laughs> well, no, okay. what do you, you want to say, Ash? What's your question? No, my question was going to be like, since you, I think teamwork and collaboration is so important. And I know even when picking Elson as my co-host for the podcast, like I really had to take inventory of like the type of person I would want and building this dynamic and now us having an audio engineer. And, you know, I think it's important to invest in yourself, but it's also important when you're building something to ha- to invest in people that's going to help elevate and grow so how did you go about adding people to your team and really like knowing who would work best for what you were trying to accomplish i guess first off like you know nothing is built individually you know like nothing comes off of just one person's idea or just one person's efforts you see any like famous designer you see virgil he's, you know, top of what he's doing right now, right? And it's like, okay, he seems like he's just like the face of 
LV that he's the only one doing it, but like he has a whole team, a whole team behind him, you know, that is collaboration. So I think like when building a team, I guess like with my thought process for any project, not only command is people that you enjoy their presence because I think that's the most important. That's a value that I hold. It's like, I don't like working with people if I can't hang out with you when we're not working, you know? Because it's like that, like at the end of the day, people are people, like whether you're working on something or you're getting coffee, like you're, it's people skills, you know? And I think if you're working with someone that you can't really get along with, oftentimes that can reflect in the outcome of your work. I think that's rule number one for me. I think when working with other people, I oftentimes observe initiative. Like, can someone do something like, okay, without having a push behind them or like an external push behind them? Can they just like do it, you know, without anyone saying anything? Um, I think that's really important when building a team. And, you know, like the guys are an example of that, whether it's the music, the fashion or everything in between, it's like, knowing you know we started command on a whim and with a lot of initiative because it wasn't a class project or it wasn't an assignment that someone told us to do we just wanted to do it so you know just like this podcast it's like no one no one told you to start you know a podcast but it's like you both had the initiative to start it and and collaborate on it now that makes sense and that kind of leads into my second question can you describe to us having the initiative is is important but Along with that management, because you were, especially since I was at UCLA, like watching you go to school, but then also starting this brand, like how hard was that to to juggle both of these at the same time? Yeah, I, I think like it was definitely a challenge. I think, you know, it's still a challenge, like even even without school in the picture, because anything you're working on, you have to manage your time because there's other things that, you know, the family, friends, you know, those are those are very important as well. So I think time management is something that I learned through like not having that much time. You see it like especially as an underclassman working in lab, taking like all my pre-med um, weeder classes. Weeder is like, you know, the classes that are trying to get you out of there or like trying to get you to drop out right. pretty much. <laughs> um, you know, like balancing that, I think, gave me a lot of practice of like, OK, you know, if I can squeeze in an assignment at lunch while I'm eating, if I can do it, let me do it, you know? Um, And if I can make a phone call on my way somewhere um, that I know is going to take 10 minutes, why not do it? Um, Because you might not have that 10 minutes at the end of the day. You might, you might be dead tired at the end of the day. So definitely I think school taught me, taught me good time management when it came to command, obviously like it's very different than a normal job. And I think with any any small business owner or any anyone working on a, a project larger than themselves, they'll realize that like nine to five is, you know, nine to five seems <laughs> seems like light work because if you're <laughs> if you're working on a project at, at midnight, you know, there are no there are no hours. Um, right. And if you're working on I, I, w- I just had a meeting this morning. It's like Sunday. It's like, you know, there are no hours when it comes to it because like it needs to get done. So. I think time management is is good when it comes to like you know self starting projects. Command definitely has given me a lot of practice, but I'm I'm still working on it. You know, there, there's times that I don't think I have the best time management skills, and there's times where I'm like, okay, like you know, I'm happy I did this because now I get to go out with my friends, you know, 
in the evening or if now I get to, you know, work on something else, you know? So, yeah. No, I, I'm so happy that you said time management and what you learned in school, you know, by juggling classes and making time when you didn't have time. Cause you think about college, like all of us, we are doing classes, assignments, still finding time to go out with friends, go party. Like we, you learn a lot. And if you're able to like take those experiences and like as a blueprint of like, I can actually, there is enough time in the day to do all these things on the, like after school, you know, I think that's really dope that you mentioned that time management can be really hard. So even with that said, right. And like, like Ash, we can probably talk to that too. Like have a convo about that, that transition from taking your creative project and like starting it as, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to start it out, see where it, this can kind of go to mm. make that transition. Like, okay, like I see that it's, I'm utilizing a lot of my time and it's growing to become more than just like this nine to five. I'm working on this daily. I'm putting things out, really creating content along with that transition. Like, do you feel like you had to make any risk? Like were any risks involved in having to really decide that, you know what, I'm not going to go this traditional route. I'm going to go more of following my intuition and my creativity and utilizing, utilizing my gifts in very unique ways. I think the risk, um, I'm happy you brought that up. I think like, at the beginning, like of quarantine around like, you know, May, June, I was definitely struggling with like that transition of turning something that was once kind of a hobby or, you know, something that was, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a student full time and command is on the side right. to now command being the full time or like, you know, just like my designing or freelancing being the full time. I think I, I definitely struggled with that transition. And of course, like the, those thoughts come up in your head where it's like the risk of, you know, not following the, stat the status quo of, oh, I graduated. I, I'm working a nine to five straight out of graduation. It's like, you know, it, it's a different path. And I think that that risk of like trusting in yourself, like, yo, I know that my work can lead me to where I want it to, you know, that's like, I think that's the risk. And, you know, like you're working so hard with the thought that it'll pay off, you know, that that risk will have its reward. No, I completely agree. There's so, there's so much risk in anything that you do, but I want to ask specifically, cause I know people are at different stages and do you feel like if you didn't start command while you were in school, you know, and you kind of got a good foundation for it, that you would have taken the same risks? Would you have done it, like started command after school and done the same way? Does that make sense? I don't know if that question yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, it does. About it, like, would you still have gone for it even if you didn't start right like at UCLA? And have like a little safety belt because mm -hmm. you you had a little like leeway, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, a, that's a good question. That's facts. Um, I think God would have led me to designing regardless because, you know, I think that I was thinking about this the other day, like the idea of validation versus purpose and mm. the fact that those are two separate things. And I think sometimes it's easy to confuse the two where it's like, okay, that establishment of an audience that we garnered at UCLA is, is that validation, but it's like, is that my purpose? And it's like, if that is my purpose, it, God would have led me to my purpose, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of the timing, regardless of if it was, if I started it after graduation or if I started designing after graduation or not. So I think like 
purpose definitely does outweigh validation. So I think regardless, like I would have been doing what I was put on earth to do eventually. That's fine. Something along with that too, you said about the idea of validation. I think that's so important, especially when you're going to school for something and your friends and you kind of spend time growing an audience in this specific location or at the specific institution. And then when it comes time to graduate, it's like, oh, you kind of get face reality. Like you have to start in a, in, in a way all over again because you have to like mm-hmm. reintroduce yourself to a, a larger audience, which is like, which is the world now. And people are kind of looking at you like, okay, that's cool that you did at UCLA, but like, what are you doing now? Like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, hard yeah. to kind of follow, to keep up with that and feel like, you, okay, you feel like you put so much work in, but you said it's kind of like, that's the pre-work now. It's like, okay, cool. You showing yourself that you're able to, manage your time, that this is something that you actually really want to do because even after, you know what I'm saying, like not necessarily having a, a clear-cut goal, you still went with it. So I think, and with that, did you have any feelings about being a Black man in fashion, especially at your age? Like, did you have like, or have you come across any like challenges that you've had to face? Obviously, there's not many Black people in general in fashion. I think in particular, there's not many Black men in fashion. And the industry is changing, but, you know, it's still very based on or like, you know, the foundation is on very like old ideas on old, uh, old mindsets. So I think like, obviously, there there's those, those thoughts of, you know, discouragement when you think that, damn, there's not that many, you know, like, I guess, quote unquote, idols, but I wouldn't say idols, I would just say people to look up to that are in spaces that you want you want to be or are achieving goals that you want to achieve that look like you. I think that can sometimes be a little bit discouraging. And I think as a black man in fashion or just, you know, putting out my ideas, you have that opportunity to say whatever you want mm-hmm. um, through your work. And sometimes I feel like as a black man in fashion, there's an expectation on what you should be saying. Mm. And I think that's like something that I I battle with where it's like, okay, you know, like that expectation of like, you know, I need to be talking about something political or I need to be talking about something that has to do with society now, you know, like, or that has to do with race. I think that's like that expectation, especially in that, in the fashion industry, I would say within any creative industry right now, I think is something that most black creatives struggle with, um, including myself. But I think just knowing that like your identity includes being a black man. And, you know, at the end of the day, you say what you want to say as a black man, you know, but following the status quo of I need to be talking about this and not even status quo, but the expectation of Mm -hmm. this is what I need to be saying. This is what my work needs to be saying. I think that's like something that I'm trying to make sure that with any project I'm working on, it it comes from the heart. It comes from what I want to be talking about. I would say that's like kind of how my, like, you know, my race, ethnicity, like falls within, falls within my work. No, that's, I'm so happy that you said that because I think like we struggle with that with the podcast as well is like, yeah, we have this platform and there, while there's so much going on in the world, you know, it can feel like there's so much pressure that everyone needs to be putting out a quote. Everyone needs to be, you know, talking about these intense topics. And, you know, sometimes 
we don't want it to always be like that. Like we don't always want to harp on what's wrong in the world or like vocal, or at least for myself, Elson, you can speak to yourself, but you know, being black and having platforms like we all do, there is that, you know, underlying pressure to be a part of conversations, but some of these conversations are exhausting. And we, we live it, you know? <laughs> yeah, literally, like we don't, we don't, we should be able to create and just create and not have to tap into trauma or tap into pain mm-hmm. in any, every time it comes, you know? Exactly. So I'm happy you said that. No, I agree. I think for me also too, is this idea of, for all of us probably like being creative also is, is a way being a student of life and you're constantly trying to learn. So it's like, if I feel that I constantly have to be put in a position to have to educate others, I feel like then it's like, how am I mm-hmm. taking, you know, my efforts to kind of learn to be able to feel my own creativity because it's like a lot of that energy is being expended for that. And sometimes to keep it a buck, it's like, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like being okay to say, I don't know. I feel like that's also mm-hmm. very, it's, it's, it's important to, to have that humility to say, oh, I, I really don't know. But I think now in this culture, it's like everyone has to know every single thing. And if you don't know, you're being looked at as like, why don't you know? How could you not know? And it's like, well, we just need to have like, everyone just needs grace because like we are in unprecedented times and it's it's taking a lot, both emotionally and mentally to learn and unlearn a lot of things. So I think it's a lot. And then to be able to understand all of that and then try to transfuse that into your art into a, in a creative way through your own perspective. Sometimes I don't think it's realized how much that takes and also just in time, like that takes time to be able to curate something that you're fine with, that you like, that you feel is of the highest quality creatively and then being able to brace yourself for the world to then have comments about that, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's a exactly. Lot. <laughs> exactly. And I think you touched on something like that I was going to mention. It's like, but, but when you do know, it's like, there's a balance, you know, like when you do know, you can use that platform that you have mm-hmm. through your work to shine light on something that maybe a lot of people don't know. I think in particular, even through my research and my own experience, um, you know, I, I grew up with sickle cell disease and, you know, my research in undergrad was particularly for gene therapy for sickle cell disease. And it's like, I, I know a lot. I, you know, I've lived it throughout my life. It's like, how can I put this in my work? And, you know, through a collection I did around August, you know, I created bags that were kind of to share about, you know, sickle cell awareness and, to show like, okay, something that affects the black community, that affects our people, that's something that I do know, you know? And and I think like at the end of the day, we all have a voice. So it, it, there's definitely a balance. It's like what you don't want to talk about, you're, you know, you shouldn't be pressed to talk about it. You shouldn't be forced to talk about it, but it's like, you know, the things that you do want to talk about that affect the community, utilize that platform. So I, I think it's definitely like that balance that a lot of creators struggle with, including myself. You made a good point of saying what you do want to talk about and like giving ourselves the permission to pick and choose what we feel comfortable talking about, you know, and what Mm -hmm. we feel drawn to talk about. I think that's, you know, so important with everything, you know, going on in the world and saying, you know, I feel passionate about this. I feel confident about this. I know this is this is a different lens on something, you know, and that's worth sharing. You know, it doesn't have to be us always following what the trends are. I liked what you said, like the idea of like, what is like worth sharing? Everyone also feels the need to talk. Like, even when you don't know, and I'm like, no, like really asking yourself, like, is my opinion worth, not like worth sharing, you know what I'm saying? But like, do I feel like I should be taking a stance on this and understanding how influential social media is? If I have a platform, I have this, like, when you do say something, recognizing that that can have implications because people are going to see you as, whether you want to or not, going to see you as some type of figure. 
and then take what you say and then you know what i'm saying like even the podcast we do a lot like okay we can't say this we can't say you know what i'm saying like yeah it is very, you do have to be very thoughtful when you're doing these things i think it's like a push and a yeah. lot of pressure for people you to know do that. that was the fact that you said thoughtful because i just want to it's a great word because i feel like bammy you're very intentional about yes. you know what you create and what you do and i know you had a partnership with ucla and i kind of want to dive a little deeper into how that came to be because i feel like that was an intentional move for you so <laughs> share with us yeah i mean that that was a really huge milestone um we collaborated as a collective with UCLA in January of this year. And that project was probably nearly a year in the making. So, oh wow! you know, it was a four-piece collection. But the thought that went into it, the conversations with the school, yeah, that started around May of the year prior. So definitely a lot that went into it. And I think like in terms of how we presented the collection, I'm, I'm really, really happy with. I think it resonated with a lot of people. And I think kind of going back to, you know, Ash's point about who you collaborate with or like, you know, who you put on your team. It's like, I think that collaboration was perfect. At the end of the day, Command was founded at UCLA. Our community, our core community, a lot of people went to UCLA. So I think it just worked and, you know, the podcast gets an early look, you know, we're going to have some new UCLA stuff pretty soon. So <laughs> it's going to be sold out just like how this one was, but I'm going to make sure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm on it. Also, yes, yes, Ashley, for you, yeah, you, you can't get a, you can't be a brewing to you, cop. Look, you know what I'm look, saying? Look, like, I'm going <laughs> to buy the most non-UCLA item on the on the you, website. You can't do that though. We don't get you right. <laughs> Another point I want I want to make right is that since knowing Bami, like, I've also known Bami for a minute, yeah, and like being able to watch him has been amazing. Like he's so humble, so down to earth. But I think a lot of times, especially in the creative world, and like, even for myself, when I was used to LA, trying to figure out how to how to be creative because like we also have the same major. So I think mm-hmm. it, it is a lot about how do you become creative and then also keep certain parts of like that scientific approach. And what I will also say is I think Bammy, like, he does his homework. I don't know where I've seen it, but, like, even with the collaboration, like, you were, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you were looking at old UCLA, like, books to see, like, what the fashion was like back then. Like, really, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you were doing your homework to really, like, it wasn't just sitting down, like, oh, these colors is cool. Like, this is a cool, like, collaboration, but, like, really putting then like, intention from, like, the thread of the idea, like, this needs to look like this. Like, this is how it was done in the past. Like, making sure to have that kind of, Oh, do you see a nostalgic brand feel? Like all of that, like is really important. I think the key word is is intention. Like you said, um, with clothes, it's like you know you can't take clothes that too seriously. You know, like at the end of the day, they're just clothes. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm very passionate about what I do. So the way I express that passion is through, you know, that intention. Like everything, every decision I'm making is like there's a reason behind it. You know, on every piece, like you know if if I have something asymmetrical, it's like there's a reason why it's asymmetrical. And I think that comes with definitely my background of like, okay, every decision matters. I think you talked about our major. We, Elson and I both were human bio and society. And I think when it comes to like the scientific method or the scientific approach that I'm using for a lot of my projects, it's like, okay, 
how can I incorporate, you know, a very structured way of thinking into something creative? And I think that's like the start. It's like, okay, you could start, you could start with a foundation, um, whether it's an idea that already exists or something or a product that already exists. It's like, how can I make it better? And I think that's like what I picked up from like school or like, especially from like my research. It's like a lot of the time you're refining something that already exists. Nothing, I feel like the idea of a completely new idea is, a, is kind of a facade. It's like the billions of people that lived on earth for how many past, how, however long, you know, it's like, there's, there's no new idea. Someone's had that idea before, you know, it's like, but how can I refine that and put my own spin on it and create something that is quote unquote new. Um, and I think that's honestly, that's where creation starts. It's like, how can I put my perspective on an already existing thing? Wow, that's so crazy because I'm currently reading a book called Steal Like an Artist. And the main <laughs> point of the book is that nothing is a new idea. So yeah. when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that book <laughs> is what I'm reading. No, but that's so, so true. Is like, what is what what do you naturally what are you naturally drawn to? You know, what do you like and what would you change if you had the opportunity about something? And that's kind of where you can find, you know, your place in that particular area of expertise. So right. now that's really dope that you said that. And that's also like the bedrock for innovation, like being able to see something exactly. in yeah. a new way. Mm -hmm. So like you see it, mm -hmm. how everyone else sees it. You're like, you know what? I'll see this. Cause I'm going to plug him right now. This man took the method or, or just the, the ending for those like gel electrophoresis and then mm -hmm. put it on the, like, come on bro. Like tell, tell us about that. Like, so you're sitting down, you're thinking, you're like, that looks dope on the shirt. Like, like what's, what's this process for you to be able to, I'm saying you don't have to give all your juice away, but like, what does it, <laughs> it look like for you to kind of brainstorm and think through ideas? Like, where do you find inspiration? How do you stay inspired? And, and, and also beyond that, how do you go about execution? Cause I think that's another part that I know I personally struggle with. Like, okay, I have the ideas, but then being able to go from idea to product sometimes is difficult. I, a person like you, who's collabing with UCLA, like you're doing it. So please break that down for us. No, yeah, I think, okay, to, to touch on your first point about the gel tanks, um, you know, in my research, I've ran, I've ran a lot of gels, like, for those who don't know, like, gel electrophoresis is like a, a technique to like separate DNA molecules um, by size. So like, you'll have a DNA sample, and then you'll put it in this gel, and then it kind of splits it up, um, splits the different fragments up um, by size. I've run a lot in my in my time Western at UCLA. Yeah, it's very similar to Western <laughs> blots, right? And I, I've run a lot, so I think that that idea um, is just one small example of the fact that you know science. There's a beauty in science um, that's often overlooked, and I think that that beauty can be captured through fashion, through like clothes. And kind of using the fashion as a medium to push like knowledge, you know, to push like awareness. Um, and I think that's kind of what I do through through my personal projects is like, you know, oftentimes fashion is informed by innovation. That's oftentimes through science. But I, I kind of look at it the opposite way of like, how can I use fashion to spread knowledge of science? And I think that's like, 
kind of a different way of looking at things that I would consider like a unique perspective. Like, you know, at the end of the day, every, a lot of people have run, have seen a gel before. Um, but it's like, have people seen it through, you know, like a garment? And I think a lot of people may may not have seen a gel before, and they're like, "Oh wow, this this shirt is cool, or this ta- this tank top is cool. What is this about? Like, what is it? I've never seen it before." And then it's an opportunity of like you know knowledge acquisition. Genius, you're genius. <laughs> no, no, literally you're speaking to a genius. Like you're speaking to a literally. <laughs> no, this is so refreshing. You know, uh, especially in this in fashion, it's so fast fashion. You know, what is the quickest thing you can make, what is on brand and you just thinking outside of the box to educate while also making it wearable and fashionable is like just so, so genius. So uh, thank you. <laughs> no, no, actually, it, on. Thank and, you. And you know, also I realized through this conversation, I do not want to limit you, bro. I realize you've been using the word designer. So I know that you design concepts and ideas. And I wanted you to be like, oh, fashion, like you are a designer. And I'm like, what's like, what's next for you? Like, what, what do you, how do you feel like me and I talk about this now too. Sometimes we get caught up in the question about legacy. So I guess my question to you is like, what do you feel like you're doing currently to, you know, make sure that that legacy is kind of solidified? A solid portfolio. Um, and I think I'm so early in my design career. I think I have a unique perspective, but in terms of like knowledge, like I feel like I'm just like at the tip of the iceberg, you know? And with that being said, like, I want to learn more. I naturally have a curious mind and I want to learn more because I know there's so much more in terms of like product development, kind of like at the end of the day, I didn't go to design school. So a lot of the stuff I have learned, like quote unquote on the job, but I know there's a lot more. So I think like in terms of like, you know, finding more mentorship of people who, you know, are are further in their careers than I am or in places that I would want to be. I think that's currently like where I am. And I think the work that I'm doing recently through my own projects has, you know, like put me in a position where it's like, okay, I can present a body of work to someone and be like, this is my perspective. Like, I, I do want to learn more. So that's currently where I'm at. That that gel tank top that I mentioned earlier, I'm building like a full, uh, like five look collection um, around it. So it's going to be actually mostly women's wear. So it's going to be like my first like, strictly like women's wear collection that I've done. Ooh, um, so that's very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Huge learning curve. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a process. So that's that's something that I'm looking forward to. Um, hopefully that can be something that I present like in middle of the year, like June or something. So. Oh, around yeah. my birthday. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so dope. And I think you're going to go so far, especially with your mentality and thought process of like, I am going to always be a student, you know, like what, you know, it can go to a lot of people's heads like, oh, I accomplished this. So like I can teach everybody mm. X, Y, and Z. So you wanting to stay a student and stay in a space of learning is really going to, you know, work on your side, like be on your side and allow you to go so much further. So that's so dope. No, thank you. Of course. So before, you know, we jump into voice to the culture, power to the people, we wanted to have a little speed round with you of some questions that are, you know, just random and what we thought would be interesting to learn about you. So are you ready? I am ready. Loved it. (laughs) They did. Y'all did not give me no heads up. (laughs) (laughs) We can't give away all this. No, thanks. I understand. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So first question, biggest mistake that turned out to be a blessing in disguise? Ooh, I wouldn't say biggest mistake, but I would say like maybe like coolest mistake. I did like a knitwear piece a while back um, for command. I was looking at my color book at night with bad lighting. I picked the color that wasn't the actual color and it came out and it, came, it was supposed to be gray. It came out brown. And I was like, damn, like the whole production came out brown. I was like, damn. <laughs> but then I, I was like, mm, people might like it. And then people actually like did like it. That was like the first style to sell out. So I made a lot of mistakes, but I think that's like the most like, was like the most interesting because I really just like messed up. Like <laughs> Whole different shade of colors. Got whole it, different shades. It, it was supposed to be gray. It came out brown. <laughs> no, I can, see, I can see how in the bad lighting, you know what I'm saying? But keeping this. Yeah. Keeping it, all right. <laughs> Top three fashion tips for anyone trying to elevate their style. Ooh. One, don't like revolve your style around one person or like one person's inspiration. Like, you know, take from like multiple people that you admire. Like, oh, I like her style. I like her style. I like his style. And, you know, like mix it up and add your own twist on it. Um, two, I would say if you're, I guess like, you know, we're using gender fluidity but if you identify as a man don't just look at like men's clothing for inspo um and if, and vice versa if you're a woman don't just look at women and if you're non-binary look at everything you know like look at it look at the way everyone dresses not just the people that conform with your identity and three buy second hand because yeah, the stores are expensive that's good yeah <laughs> Good. Love it. Okay, next one. If you had to choose a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh, snap. What song do I listen to a lot? I'll give you an artist. I'll give you an artist okay. who might write who might write my theme song or like my theme track list. I think Young Thug. Young Thug would... would I, I, okay. He would write... <laughs> I, know, I know sign language just dropped, but like Young Thug would write my, my, tra- my life track list. I okay. see that. You see, yo, you see how you design. He would executively right? produce. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fire, though. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, it'd be fire. Like, like, and stuff. He would get off. Yeah, sure. high energy, but also he can make some some smooth, like you know, chill stuff too. So, super, super dope. No, I respect that. Um, what's something beyond the business and, and command and all that you do that you wish people knew about you? I think when people see like my Instagram or just my social media, they think I'm like hella serious. And like, I think the people who know me in person know that like, I'm, I don't know, I don't take myself too seriously. So I would say that that's like, you know, some people like I've, I've met and they're like, well, you're way different than I thought. I'm like, yeah, like I don't, I try not to take myself too seriously. You know, like it's life. Like at the end of the day, it's just like jokes, you know? I feel that. Okay. Last question. What? Are you currently watching? Oh, I'm currently watching Snowfall. <laughs> I think we are currently watching Snowfall, but I'm currently watching Snowfall. The last episode was crazy, but I'm not going to spoil it. Do either of you watch Snowfall? What I will say is, okay, I'm, I'm going to say this. Elson doesn't watch TV. Let's be honest. Okay, that's, that's, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I started watching TV. I started watching Snowfall and I did like it. That's when I was in L.A., Kamika can confirm but, that. But nah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get back into to Snowfall. And yeah. I heard it's fire. I heard yeah, it's like... It's, it's lit. It's lit. Wow. 
Okay, as the TV junkie out of me and Elston, that's the one show I haven't watched. I watched so much content. I know, you know, (laughs) that one and The Shy, I just, those are the two shows I haven't. I haven't watched The Shy either. You know, and okay, I don't, well, I haven't watched Atlanta either. Like, I feel like they're all kind of in the same kind of vibe. Snowfall Snowfall is all different than both of those, though. Really? Snowfall is like, people comparing it to like The Wire, like. It's like oh. kind of like suspenseful, like oh, what's gonna happen next episode type, you know? Okay, I might, I'm gonna, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna watch an episode today. I- <laughs> yeah, just watch, just watch one episode. <laughs> See, I was gonna go back and watch The Wire because I was like, yo, oh, yeah, I watch The Wire. Good. Yeah, Top Boy, like Top Boy. You mentioned like, I'm, I, I, I could. Oh yeah, see Top Boy was fire. Oh yo, I was fired. I guess in terms of, like culture, you know, we don't really talk a lot about fashion, but since we have you on, do you mind telling us like? Who should we be looking to for, not looking to for fashion? I know you said not to look up to anybody, but like, who could we have our eyes on? Like, whose style right now? Like, what what fashion trends and stuff is really popping? I guess, like, spring, summer is about to be upon us. So, like, what do you forecast is going to be some pretty ill, like, apparel? Mm, I think this summer is going to be a lot about comfort, even though, obviously, this whole past year has been about comfort. Like, I think people are going to transition that into, like, summer summer gear you know and personally that's what i'm gonna do so i see a lot of like you know i'm a big fan of my birkenstocks personally i wear my birkenstocks everywhere i think i could see those a resurgence of those this summer and just like fly loafers like you know something that's like still feels like somewhat like loungewear um but you know you could still wear outside i think that would be cool i think they should tap in with command this summer because Mm -hmm. You know, we got we got some stuff coming up. We have some real fly stuff that falls in line with what I said. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, we're listen, listen. The man has it all. We're on it. We're on it. <laughs> you gotta be. How about colors and stuff? Like, what do you feel? We feel like for colors. I ask you too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know personally for me, I've been really looking into, especially being in New York. And since I love New York, like culture and fashion, one thing I'm definitely trying to do more of is like blend like. I guess essentially like Baby said, like streetwear with comfort. Like streetwear is like taking on like a, a, a kind of thing, a new look, like since we're, you know, in quarantine. So it's like, yo, you, you want to be comfortable wherever you're going, but you still mm-hmm. want to look fly at the same time with a little bit of edge. And I feel like that's something I'm definitely trying to like curate in my in my wardrobe as of now. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like comfy on the feet, you know what I'm saying? Some nice, comfortable hoodies or whatever, probably some coats and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I guess that's like how I'm looking at Ooh. For the, for the future. Summer, you know what I'm saying? Summer is like kind of nah, like more, not too, like, you know, that's not too much, but something like, you know, I think for summer it's probably gonna be like a lot of like, I want to go into like my more texture. So like, not just like, mm. how it kind of like looking and feeling so like that. So really on like the material, making sure that it's kind of breathable, but still, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm I'm look into it. I'm gonna see Ash. What about sure. you? For me, I'm all about color this spring i don't do color usually but i lately have just been so drawn to like vibrant colors that are just very bright and inviting that kind of match my personality you know so that's what i feel like i'm excited about also i'm trying to like up my like sneaker game i'm more of like Mm. a a heels sandals boots type of person so i'm like okay let's you know spice things up a little bit so yeah those are popping out with sneakers look i'm gonna try i'm gonna try (laughs) okay (laughs) no Uh, promises 
So we'll see. You know, I might get some sneakers, but then it's going to be hot and I'm going to have my sandals on. So it might that might be a fall thing. We shall see. No, I feel you. Also, thrifting, too. Thrifting is really, really dope. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy thrifting a lot. That's like that brings me some sort of like peace. All my friends know when they come to New York, I'm like, all right, let's go thrifting. And it's like a whole day excursion. So where, where you go thrifting in New York? Uh, like so, Bushwick or where? Williamsburg. Yeah, Williamsburg. Yeah, Williamsburg. So, yeah, Beacon's yeah. Closet is, I think, a really dope place. Like, I actually been, you found some, you found mm-hmm. some, nah, you found some. I found some heck of stuff. I found so much. I love thrifting. Yeah, and I have a problem because I'll just envision something. And while I'm there and I see a piece and I can, oh, I can make a whole outfit. So I love thrifting. Williamsburg, Beacon's Closet, like you said. I like L-Train Vintage. They yeah, have L-Train is smooth. Yeah, and it's ha- it's really affordable, um, really cheap, which I appreciate. But I'm trying to think. I haven't because it's been winter. I haven't gone outside. It feels like a whole right. year since I've there's, went <laughs> thrifting. There's some like cool places when I was in LA on Melrose, and see like, cool thrift stores. Those places be expensive. Those be though. overpriced. No, 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 no. That's true. But there's one like this. I found it still. It was, you know where One Church LA is? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like up there somewhere. They be having like half off Tuesdays or Sundays, whatever. I don't know what it was. But I will tell you this. I don't know if that's, one of my black and white outfits was thrifted. Like the little, I had a little fur, like that was thrifted. Like you can really find a lot of pieces. Like the thing is you got to just look. That's the hardest part with thrifting. Like you yeah. didn't have to look. Like you really got to like, I eat before I go. Like now nah, I'm really... No, nah, if you're not in the mood, you won't find nothing. If you're in the mood, you'll find something. So, right. yeah. Or, or if you have an idea of what you might want, like for your closet, sometimes you mm-hmm. might, it might help narrow the search because it can be overwhelming going in. And so, yeah, definitely your mindset going into it dictates how good it goes. Sometimes, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you take L's. Sometimes you go and you, you're dead, you don't find nothing. It's like you got to chop it up to Today the games, like, you day. know? <laughs> No, okay, so <laughs> since we're gonna come to a wrap, I feel like we didn't really do the voice to the culture of other people, but who cares? It's fine. This podcast was very fruitful and fulfilling, but you know, we always have to wrap with a black owned business, and we actually have a black owned business on the podcast right now. So instead of me and Elston plugging <laughs> other people's businesses, Bammy, we want you to plug your business. So Yes, all your businesses like come on, give us all of it. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, command. Um, you can find some new command stuff coming very soon. You could check out the stuff we still have on the site right now. Um, at command.com, c m m n d, um, dot com. Yeah, keep a lookout for the new collections because you know I'm I'm working on it trying to trying to put out some heat this summer, and. Yeah, like uh, you can find me at It Might Be Bammy on Instagram. My website, um, I have a couple pieces up right now, is Bammy Dele, B A M I D E L E dot co. Can you say that again just for the people in the back? I'll make yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Bammy Dele, B A M I D E L E dot co. Um, my Instagram is It Might Be Bammy. You could keep up with all the new stuff that I got going on. Nah, go check out the EP. All like for command, it's all all that. Like go support, all show love, 
Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, all the guys, like, Sleepy Boy Brian, he be like, he's fire. Like, he really be getting off, like. Nah, yeah, Sleepy Boy, Sydney on, like, I'm saying, the intros, the outro, <laughs> spoken words, everything, everything like nah, that. Nah, listen to the EP. I, I really forgot to plug that. Listen to the EP. Two just came out, uh, like, a week ago. All streaming platforms, just look up to Command, CMMND. You're going to fuck with something, you know? Nah, yes. for sure. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No, Did thank you, have you for fun? having me. I had a great time. No, I'm like, <laughs> I was a little bit nervous. Like at first, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be nervous." But no, you guys were very like inviting and welcoming. So I, I had a really great, really That's great time, love, bro. We always we appreciate you. We think that you're doing dope, amazing work. And yeah, like you're, I think you're just a genius in your own right, and you're about to. And really... you're a young game changer. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, you're really thank doing you, it in your you. own way, and I feel like that's that's just dope to see, to just watch your evolution. Where it's like, nah, like Command was really like just at UCLA, like oh yeah, Command, and now it's like oh no, like, it, but it's also the idea like Command was always going to be that, so it wasn't just like it became that. It was like even when you were at school, it was always going to be on the trajectory. So it's just like dope to to watch everything play out. No, thank you. Like, um, you know, we gotta we gotta link back up in like a year and then just see both, you know, the podcast's progress, my progress, and yes. you know, just chop it up. For sure, you're always welcome back. And you guys come to New York, bro. Like, what's what's good, bro? June, I'm coming. I'll send you the dates, bro. I bet June. I'll, I'll, I'll we gotta grab. We all gotta grab like brunch or something. Oh yes, I love a good brunch. I got all the spots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woodland, you heard, I mean, Woodland's closed like a year ago. Dude, it's so it's sad. Really it's so sad. So sad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> was going up. I'm so sad. Like, going like, up. Literally. But we got but places. Yeah, we, we got more. And I feel like yeah. a lot of places, surprisingly, are like reopening and hopefully mm-hmm. like more spots. I, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm seeing way more like black owned, you know, cafes and like restaurants opening. So hopefully by the time you come, we got it on lock and we oh for sure a whole day like we gotta go no, through, we gotta do we gotta do it all like we gotta really just like live life like he's 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 teaching me he's like I don't take things seriously I'm like oh really like I need to try that like let me try to not take something that serious like it is just life yeah it's I'm just trying. life you know like nah man, I'm gonna send you all the dates and we can we can link up for the day that'll be lit nah oh, for please. sure bro but enjoy the rest of your weekend thank you for your time we appreciate it greatly likewise yes. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.